0: Welcome. My name is Shannon McCartney. Thanks so much for joining us for our sisforteachers.org blog this week. Our title is Math Salad Bar Contents, but what should I put in my math salad bar? This is a very common question we get from teachers who are excited about using manipulatives but really struggling to determine which manipulatives are the most important as they integrate concrete, pictorial, abstract, which I call CPA, means into math instruction. I was shocked to see that the last time I wrote anything about math salad bars was in 2013. Wow, time has flown. In the past eight years, I've seen mass salad bars take off and take many different forms in many different schools, and it's been amazing to see. Why a mass salad bar? When I would go into classrooms and observe students to see if they conceptually understood what was being taught, I often noticed the teacher was under the document camera using the manipulatives, while students were merely observing. The teacher would use the conc- use the concrete pictorial abstract pieces, but the students weren't getting that hands-on experience they really needed to solidify the concepts they were learning. The math salad bar was my solution. It was designed as a part of a system to help create a common language in school districts around math, where students from kindergarten through fifth grade would see commonalities from year to year. We were working on establishing things like number talks in each grade, common strategies like the math mites, a step by step visual model process to help students solve word problems. For students, these commonalities provide a familiar experience in math, which can increase comfort and eventually confidence in mathematical abilities. For teachers, commonalities from grade to grade allow them to spend less time establishing norms for things like number talks or how to use an application journal with visual models, or more time actually doing the number talks and working on the journals. As I began to realize the CPA piece was missing in so many classrooms, I realized the organization and distributing of the manipulatives was a huge barrier in the use in the classroom. I also realized that I wanted to see every classroom have commonalities around math manipulatives. Enter the math salad bar. What exactly is the mass salad bar? A mass salad bar can look different in every classroom depending on the needs of the classroom, but our standard mass salad bar cart is with 10 drawers on one side and five drawers on the other. On each drawer, we have a dry erase labeled content so that the drawer can be easily identified and changed when needed. On the top of the cart, there's 15 salad bowls for students to use to transport the manipulatives they need to and from their workspace. We found that the salad bowls are much more effective than hands trying to keep manipulatives or materials from trailing all over the floor. The intention for the mass salad bar is it's always open. Manipulatives are not just for math with someone when you're playing a game or having the materials you need. If you're doing independent work or even group work with the teacher, the salad bar gives students the ability to access any of the materials that they can do to help them at any time while keeping things neat and orderly and efficient. Now obviously with the COVID pandemic, mass salad bars might have taken some common twists and turns as we tried to keep everyone healthy and safe. Instead of one place for everyone to get manipulatives, many schools create individual salad bar kits for each student that included some of the essential manipulatives, like two-sided counters, dice, a counting body, maybe a number line or a set of cards so students interact with different games. This can still require a lot of maintenance though. So even if you're creating individual kits, I still encourage you to develop that common place where students go to refill it. If a student only has nine counters and they're supposed to have have 10, they will inevitably realize it while you're teaching. You don't wanna have to pause your lesson, go find the counters in the old peanut butter jar on the second shelf in the closet when they could just go to the salad bar to get the counter. Using this math salad bar for math with someone. Organization is certainly key in being able to play games in the classroom. It often takes a lot of effort for teachers to get everything ready for a game, and there often deters teachers really from playing games at all. Whether you do math workshop model, or have a math with someone, or just have time for math games, the math salad bar can revolutionize math games in your classroom another essential component of the math salad bar that we've added just recently is a games binder i find that especially in grades one through five figuring out which games to use for math with someone and setting them up can be quite a chore once you've figured out which game to use how many copies do we need do we need it on cardstock? how about in color what kinds of pieces do we need for it the game binder eliminates all of that headache many of our teachers have created a set of three small half-inch binders to go into one of the drawers in the mass salad bar. The binders are labeled 1, 2, 3, and are filled with any of the games that might be played during the current unit of study. For example, if you have three different games available in a particular unit, there will be one copy of the game in each binder. You can certainly laminate the games, but we recommend the clear plastic sleeves in the binders to save time. In that clear sleeve, students will find everything they need for the game, the game board on cardstock if needed, an accountability sheet, etc. A note above, accountability sheet. If a game has an accountability sheet, I always recommend including five or six copies plus the master. Label the master copy by writing master in yellow highlighter across it because when it's time to make copies, the yellow highlighter won't show up when you copy it develop a routine in your classroom where if you the, take the last accountability sheet from the game and it says master on it that means you only have that one left you could put the master copy in a copy bucket so i can refill it you could also have a designated salad bar keeper who is responsible for checking things like the number of copies left or making sure the binders are staying stocked these game binders feed into a giant master game binder held by the teacher. In that master game binder, you'll find three copies of all the games for all the units. Teachers really have a love-hate relationship with this binder. On one hand, it's really a lot of pages, and a lot to work a up front to make the copies, but on the other hand, it's labeled by units of study and everything is ready to go. If you're doing an addition unit, I turn to the addition part and I see my three addition games that will help extend my students' learning, then I can put them right away in my three mini game binders for the math salad bar. When that unit's over, I can simply go to those three individual binders, put the addition games back in the master and flip to the next unit, and then go and load the small binders again with whatever I need next all of these elements work together to buy time for the teacher you don't want to spend time setting up games even if you do think Through all the things you need all the game boards the accountability sheets the game pieces and you gather all the buckets in the station it's inevitable that someone is missing or has lost something when it's time to play usually they let you know while you're working with the group in the math of the teacher station instead of interrupting your teacher time the math salad bar gives autonomy and independence to your students they can choose the game they'll play they can gather the items and the pieces they need in their salad bowls take it to their table and play and take everything back when they're done playing games here is where the math salad bar can really shine and help create a math community in your classroom in second through fifth grade i often don't like to spend class time teaching students how to play games in for a particular unit instead i provide a tutorial video for students to watch like the ones we have on our mcube membership or the ones from YouTube. Let's be honest, kids go to YouTube to look up everything. So let's use that. Check out some of our free game tutorials here in the blog. Let's say we're playing Multiplication Tetris. Always a crowd pleaser. Check out the tutorial video here. On Monday, students will watch the video. They'll talk about the rules, the different levels, and then make a plan for how they're going to play. The next day, they grab the game from the game binder, fill their salad bowl with any materials they need, and they're off. But what do I actually put in the mass salad bar? Okay, in this section, hopefully by now, you love the idea of the autonomy and the organization of the class salad bar as much as I do. Now, the next big question often goes something like this. I'm doing... You could fill in the blank fractions an addition or decimals uh, chan what should i put in the mass salad bar well there will be certain things you will always have in the matte salad bar the stagnant drawers will have things in it just like always like two-sided counters clear counters dice number lines in k2 many of our teachers have stagnant drawers filled with appropriate levels of deco dots as they incorporate more manipulatives in the lesson you'll start to realize quickly what your stagnant drawers should be and what you want to have access to The other drawers will also be loaded with materials you'll use for concrete pictorial abstract. For example, if you're going to be doing place value, let's say in second grade, you'll want to have the T-Pops place value mat, place value disks, and place value strips available. If you're doing place value with decimals, then obviously you need to have the decimal strips and decimal disks in their retrospective drawers as well. You'll also want to have base 10 blocks ready for your proportional manipulatives. I try to at least put 15 sets of manipulatives in each drawer, assuming you have a class set of 30. This way, even if I'm doing whole class instruction, students can access the manipulatives in small groups. As I was writing this post, I really wanted to do something to help teachers with their own math salad bar and running. Since what do I put it in is often a frequent question asked, I decided to make a list that you could use in each grade level organized by unit so you could see what to put in the math salad bar. We do work with nine different math series, so these units might not match up with yours perfectly, but you'll be able to get a really good idea of what tools are needed for the place value unit or the fraction unit and so you can have it loaded and ready to go making materials student ready all materials stagnant materials and otherwise must be student ready when they go in the mass salad bar drawers student ready means that a kid can grab it and go we have some really great videos on our website to help you prepare things like your place value discs your place value strips or maybe even your fraction tiles to be student ready when it comes to preparation you don't need anything cute Of course, Ziploc bag works and I also have great success with 4x6 photo boxes that you can get at most stores and on Amazon. There are great storing for place value discs and strips. I really like using the 5x7 photo boxes on Amazon for my fraction tiles as those are both featured in our videos. Labeling the sets like place value discs and place value strips and deco dots, is really important as well and we have some great tips. For doing that quickly and easily in the video maintaining the math salad bar I think one of the biggest problems in the math manipulatives in school is that if you don't have it organized there always will be misfit tools laying around it's inevitable at the end of the day kids are putting up chairs and getting ready and a child comes up with a 1000 disc or a deco dot card or a fraction tile etc they found under the table cue the horror music which set does that go to Um, when are you going to have time to look through and figure that out but this was before the mass salad bar now now when that happens when not if you can simply add a misfit to a bucket on top of your mass salad bar If the misfit tool is found during your teaching, no one needs to interrupt you to let them know they found it. They can just put it in the bucket. At the end of the day, the host or hostess or that salad bar keeper can do a quick check of the bucket and quickly check the label, locate the set, and return the lost tool to its home. Integrating the math salad bar. Integrating what the math salad bar is into your instruction is truly key. Are you thinking it in the way of CPA? Are you using CPA in your lesson launch? Do you have tools ready for students if they aren't understanding the concept, like a balance scale to help students work with balancing equations? If you're doing guided math groups, are you allowing students to get materials that they're working with? are there things in the math salad bar that are ready to go for numeracy talks for our lower grades do you have counting buddies ready to go how about a little 10 frame mat or single 10 frame mats with two-sided counters it's a lot to think about as you prepare your math salad bar but by planning and preparing ahead of time you'll be free to spend more time actually teaching and working with your students during the class time i truly hope that you find the downloads in this blog to be a helpful resource during the process Now that you have all your materials organized, the next question we need to tackle is how do I bring CPA thinking into what I'm teaching with these concepts? So stay tuned for that. Thanks so much for joining us for our blog today.